0: 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, somebody say it's in in me, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that in thee also. Now I know that your grandmother's name is probably not Lois and your mom's name is not Eunice. And if it is one or the other, it's certainly not a combination of the two. So let's look at the principle. He said, Timothy, this was in your grandmother and in your mother. There was faith in the generations before you. I want to tell you if you are a first generation apostolic, there was faith in the generations before you. Because when you were born again, your earthly Uh, bloodline does not matter. The faith of the generations before you is churning tonight, and I want to tell you, I believe it's in you. He said, Timothy, I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God. Somebody say, "Stir stir it up. Stir it up. It's in thee by the putting on of my hands. I know it's there. I've prayed over you. It is there. The gift of God is there. But I need you to stir it up. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. So what he's saying is, Timothy, don't be afraid To activate what's been put in you. So tonight we're just going to talk a little bit about activation. and You may be seated. We live in a generation that desires impartation more than anything I've ever seen in my life. Brother Stephen Gill made mention just before I... Took the pulpit tonight That there seems to be a common thread That runs through the church in America And it is usually walking in with our hands up Saying bless me Bless me, bless me But one thing that I've noticed for certain In the dynamic power of the first century church Is that everything they did Revolved around blessing God Being a blessing to the kingdom of God I am not satisfied to live the life of blessing that I live And I do live a very, very blessed life I'm not talking about the things that I have I'm not talking about the cars that I drive I'm not talking about the clothes that I wear I am blessed, thank the Lord That my suit doesn't have a hole in the knees of it tonight Thank the Lord that I've got on a pair of shoes That I don't have Holes in the bottom of my shoes. But what I'm saying to you tonight is if my shoes had holes in them and my britches had holes in them, I'd still be blessed. You cannot measure the blessing of a person by what they wear, by what they have, by their possessions. That is not the blessing of the Lord in and of itself. We are blessed when we wake up in the morning and our eyes are working and our lungs are working. We are blessed of the Lord when we move our feet one in front of the other. Oh, Pastor St. Clair, you don't understand how bad it hurts me to move, but you're moving. I received a phone call from a pastor very late last night about a family connected to his church. That this, this woman that attends his church, an elderly woman... Her daughter and son-in-law were both killed in an accident yesterday. And I was riding along in the car with with Bishop and Lauren, and we were talking about kind of some things that were going on, uh, some things that that Bishop and I have been talking about, battling, and some things that are going on in the spirit and in the flesh right now. Then I received that phone call, and it was on speakerphone, and he said, "Please pray for this family. They're very broken. They were this this woman's daughter and son-in-law were going through an intersection." And these people were coming through, evidently didn't see them on a, uh, on a trike, a motorcycle trike. And never touched their brakes and T-boned and came right through the intersection. The car was on their way to the emergency room, taking a family member and killed this woman's daughter and son-in-law. And I just looked at Bishop and I said, boy, it could always be worse. So before I get up and tell the Lord how terrible everything is, I just want to, let, I want to let the Lord know tonight we're blessed. And I'm thankful for every blessing. Come on, somebody. I'm thankful for the rooms in my house that I've been saying for a long time, I'm going to paint that room. I don't like that paint. Come on, somebody. I'm thankful for the, for the, the, the floors in my house that have paint spots on them that I want to get that paint off. The, I'm thankful for that floor. Oh, yes. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that sofa, that chair that's getting broke down. That's embarrassing. Somebody comes in sees that chair, it's embarrassing. I'm thankful for that embarrassing chair. And I'm going to thank the Lord for a chair until I get and I don't have a chair I'm embarrassed of. You understand, I'm just making an analogy here. My wife wouldn't let me have an embarrassing chair. Be one of two options. You can have the chair, you can have me. We are so very blessed. We are beyond blessed. The poorest among us are blessed. When you consider, when you consider that the poorest Americans are wealthy compared to the poorest of nations... We are so very blessed. We are so very blessed. Received an email this week from Brother Nami, our missionary to the Philippines. There is a new work that has been started, a church that started out of a home Bible study group. And this little group of people that got to meeting has now turned into a congregation, so they needed a building. And they have rented a building That has no roof on it. And They had pictures of these people. In a church building that they're renting with no roof on it. Worshipping God in the rain. And thankful for their building. Look folks. I'm kind of thinking in my mind. If I'm going to get wet I might as well stand outside. But these people felt it important and necessary to be together. To come into the house of God without a roof. It don't matter. Let it rain on our head. But we're going to come together and we're going to worship the Lord. I'm saying to you tonight, in this air-conditioned room with padded seats, we are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. We are absolutely overdosed on the goodness of God. We have been imparted faith. We have been imparted prophetic utterances. We have had it imparted to us that this and that's going to happen, that the walls are going to blow off, that the roof's coming off of this place, that harvest is on the way. We've been imparted to, and I thank the Lord for it. I'm thankful for the blessing of the worship of this church. But we don't need impartation tonight. We need activation. Impartations easy to dance to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Come on now. You're right. That old man of God comes in here. I'm telling you, this church is on the brink of something great. We're ready to roll. Until you start weighing the cost, and you realize that every prophetic word that's been spoken over this church is going to happen through this church. I God, Pastor, he said we're going to win souls. We're going to have harvest. He said we're going to get backsliders. And the way we're going to get those is by phone calls saying, hey, I had you on my mind this week. I've been praying for you. The way that's going to happen, that we're going to get the harvest, is we're going to walk up to that person we don't know at Walmart, but we feel led of the Holy Ghost to say, hey, my name is... And I know that you don't know me, but when I walk past you, I don't even know if you believe in God. But the Lord has just let me know that I needed to say hello to you. And I don't know what you're going through, but if you don't mind to give me your name, I'm going to be praying for you. <laughs> Harvest is always easier to talk about than it is to make it happen. It's expensive. Not just monetarily. Harvest is expensive. It's going to cost you some time and energy. And I, I don't say this in a derogatory way. It's it's going to take answering some silly questions. Amen. You know why people tell me that they they don't teach Bible studies because they're intimidated. They're afraid of the million dollar question. Let me ask you all tonight, just think about this. I don't need an answer. I want you to answer this. What question could possibly be asked to you that would be a game breaker? I mean, what question could they possibly ask you at this point in your relationship with God that would absolutely just mess you up and... You'd have no way whatsoever of answering that question and it'd be a deal breaker and they'd be lost and go to hell forever because you didn't answer the question. There's probably not one out there. As a matter of fact, the most wise thing you could do if you get stumped is say, hey, look, I'm not sure. I don't know is not a sin. The best thing you could do if you don't know is say, you know what, that's a good question and I'm not sure about that. But let me double check on that. And I'll get back to you. And then you reach out to somebody that you feel like may have that answer. Look, folks. All of us have questions. But if you don't answer that question for that lost individual, who's going to answer it? God is giving us the opportunity to sit before them And be the answering board for whatever questions that they have. But those questions will never be answered by impartation into this church. Those questions will be answered by activation in the body by what's already been imparted to us. If this truth be hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost. We've got it tonight. So help me, man. I was standing up here playing the keyboard tonight. And when I said Colossians two and nine, some of you started quoting it out loud. Yeah. Come on. Come on. When I said Matthew twenty eight, eighteen, some I heard somebody say I don't even know where it came from. I said Matthew twenty eight eighteen, I heard somebody say, All power. Yeah. Why? Because that's been imparted to this church. Yeah. And I don't take that for granted. You don't go a lot of places where people are finishing scriptures for preachers. I'm t- <laughs> I, y'all need to start traveling with me a little bit. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Oh my 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 my! Because the next time you think the sound is terrible, you'll just be thankful we got a sound system. <laughs> there has been something put into the womb of this church. That until we activate that, it's just going to sit there and, and lie dormant. But I want to draw a little parallel for you in the physical and the spiritual, okay? Now we know that gestationally mature is about nine months. Right. Right. It takes about nine months. From the time of conception until mama's pushing. Normal, Normally speaking, some are born early and some a couple days late. But has anybody here ever, ever heard of someone carrying a baby for 24 months and just giving birth whenever they feel like giving birth? Huh? Anybody? Anybody? How far along are you? I'm 48 months. Shut up. It, it, don't, it don't work that way. You know why? Because there are things in the body that start telling you when it's time. Right. When that water breaks, you can't say, "Oh, I just bought me a cute pregnant dress." I just got the cutest little jumper. I think I'm going to stay pregnant for another two months just so I can wear this till fall gets here. There ain't a woman alive that just says, oh, I love being pregnant so much, I think I want to do this for 18 months instead of nine. And what's going to happen if you don't give in and start pushing is either you're going to die or the baby's going to die or both of you's going to die. So what's going to happen to a church that is constantly pregnant with the prophetic, but we never push? We need the Holy Ghost to act. Oh, God, I feel him here. To activate within us the ability to begin to push these things that God's been doing for the last two weeks. We need that impartation to come alive in us. Somebody shout, the harvest is in me. it's going to happen, it's going to be because of me. That woman can't look at her husband and say, well, then you push, you big dummy. What do you mean, Pastor? I'm fixing to draw a parallel for you. We can't look at other churches and say, well, Pastor, they're not pushing. I I don't say this to sound arrogant at all. I'm saying... I know what season we're in right now And they're not pregnant with what we're pregnant with This is where God's brought us I can't pastor everybody in Indiana and Michigan and Ohio and around the world. God has put me on the wall of this church. And I'm telling you that if I have ever known it, I believe it with all my heart. And I feel a sign in the Holy Ghost as I say it. We are literally standing on a powder keg in this church that is ready to erupt and explode. But every one of those prophetic words that have been given to us are bound to us activating. I had a uh, I had a unique thing happen several years ago. The process is a little bit different now because of updates how many how many Apple uh, iPhone users do we have in here okay so you may have had the same di- of course we do we're Apple Stolic We're Apple Stolic I, I I had a I had a, a, a thing happen that if, I, droid may be the same, I don't know, I've never, I've never owned one, but when I had, I had my phone that I had paid the price for and uh, was excited about it, so I took it out of the box and I opened it up and I turned it on and it was locked, it wouldn't let me do anything. I was like, well, this is stupid. I paid for it. I own that. It's mine. Right. I can't do anything with it. And I started thinking about all these quotes. I don't know if this is true or not. I've read it, read it on the Internet. And Abraham Lincoln said if it's on the Internet, it's got to be true. That's right. That's true. Ain't that right, Brother McClain? That's what you sent me. I've read... That the first gen iPhone that came out had more computing power than the computers that sent, the man, to, sent man to the moon. I'm talking about stuck in your pocket. This, this is our new brain. Just say, hey, do you remember what year Kennedy was assassinated? Hang on, just give me 30 seconds. We got it. But here's a little principle I'm trying to get to you. I had paid the price for it. I owned it. I had all rights to it. All of the power and somebody say potential. Potential. All of the potential for everything this could do from social media, Instagram, Facebook, the World Wide Web, streaming church services, whatever you want to do. The potential was still in the box. I had it in my hand. There was potential in it to do anything that a phone would do. But every time I turned the dumb thing on, it said activation required. Because your potential is purposeless. It's irrelevant. It means nothing to be pregnant with promise and not be willing to push. I see in the Holy Ghost tonight over this church the promises of God. The promises of harvest. The promise of the miraculous. But I'm hearing the Holy Ghost say, activation required. Activation required. Activation required. God send us harvest. Activation required. God send us miracles. Activation required. Oh God. Come on. Boy, I'm telling you, I feel it up in here right now. You may not, but I'm feeling it. Yeah. Come on. It's just a little Wednesday night teaching for you, so stay with me. You could push me over. The first time I heard this quoted, I heard a preacher stand up and make this statement. I I couldn't believe it, but it's a fact. You can find out for yourself. If you look up the word plutonium, everybody know what plutonium is? If you look up the word plutonium in a dictionary from the turn of the century, you'd find a definition, depending on what dictionary, similar to this, silvery metallic-like substance of no apparent value. Did you hear what I said? Plutonium. A silvery, metallic-like substance of no apparent value. And then somebody cracks this deal open and says, oh, my word. If we could just split those atoms. I'm talking about potential that's laying in the ground. And somebody said, I don't see any value in that. I'm talking about people that the world looked at you and said, they're a drug addict. I'm talking about people that look at you, ah, they're just misfits. Absolutely not. But if they only knew what happened when the Holy Ghost came into you. I'm doing my best to stand up here and teach you tonight, but I'm excited when I start telling this church tonight that God did not fill us with the Holy Ghost so that we could be tongue talkers. He filled us with the Holy Ghost because of the dunamis power, the dynamite power of the Holy Ghost, Acts 1 and 8. You shall receive dunamis. Somebody shout power. power. Okay, now we're going to take a poll and you got to be quiet and silent. Don't raise your hand and don't look at nobody. Nobody. At all. Don't scratch your eye. Don't look in the other direction. Don't do anything. (laughs) Sit still. Do you know anybody that claims to have this Holy Ghost and they have no power? Well, they don't have the real Holy Ghost. Well, there ain't no real Holy Ghost and fake Holy Ghost. I mean, you either got it or you don't. But the thing about it is that I know people that's claimed to have it for years. And I've heard them pray. I've heard them talk in tongues. They say they got it. But it's not activated. Well, who are you to judge that? Well, i just judge a tree by its fruit. There's no kindness, gentleness, meekness, temperance. Well, I ain't got time to preach those nine nine fruits. I got the Holy Ghost, but I hate that sucker. You ain't got the Holy Ghost activated. I got the Holy Ghost, but I can flip people off in traffic and don't feel bad about it. God's just got to understand. You got something you don't have activated. Hey, we don't have an on and off Holy Ghost switch. You're in or you're out. You're in love with him or you hate him. That's not pastor preaching. That's the, book. That's the book. Understand me when I tell you that we are sitting on the most powerful force that has ever entered into the earth. It is the power of the Holy Ghost. It's dynamite. It's uncontrollable. It cannot be told the power of the Holy Ghost. But we've got to activate it. I'm just trying to teach to you on Wednesday night, so don't leave me. Good, go ahead. Right, good. Oh, I will not die if the Lord lets me live. I will not die saying I wish I would have seen miracle signs and wonders. I'm not going to die an old man and say, I wish I would have seen the glory of God revealed in my generation. Come on. All right. am, I, am I making y'all uncomfortable? Good Go ahead. Good. Pastor, why are you teaching with water? Because just as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to suck this water down. <laughs> I'm walking by faith tonight. I'm fixing to activate this bottle in Jesus' name. I'm not going to die, and have my kids sit around my bedside as an old man draw my feet up into the bed and say, "Kids, I'm sorry I didn't give it all I had." Come on, preach, oh, right. yeah. good. Come on, preach, oh, <laughs> It's not going to happen. I, I'm, I'm not going to die. And look at my kids and say, you know what? I believe that one God message stuff. I believe it was okay in the new birth. I, 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 think, it's, I think it's okay, but I think we've got options. Uh, no. I want you kids to understand that daddy preached it really, really hard. But I believe there's other options. No, sir. No. No. Well, let me just tell you all, if I thought there were other options, I wouldn't preach it so hard. Right. Yeah. Come on. Come on. But I sincerely believe with all my heart. That every man, woman, child on the face of the planet needs to repent of their sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. But that is potential. And the potential is in the church. This gospel has got to be heard around the whole world. But it's got to be heard in Anderson. How shall they hear? Come on, somebody help me. How shall they hear? So all this foolishness. Pastor, why would you call preaching foolishness? Because the Bible did. All this foolishness that people look at and say, oh my God, these people are crazy. I have a motive. The reason I preach hard, the reason I preach all around the country and around the world and I Tax my body the way I do is because I want to activate this thing. I I don't know how to say this without this sounding like really awkward. Uh, You know, at at this stage, if y'all don't know me enough to love me, I don't know what else to say. But after, after preaching 25 years, like the last thing in the world I'm looking for is another preaching gig. doesn't mean I don't appreciate every gig I get. Right, right. Well, let me tell you, sometimes I just want to sit back on my own gig and relax. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know how cool it'd be sometimes? I think about just <coughs> preach Sunday and Wednesday. Just kick back. If people don't want it. They don't want it. Just. I had an older preacher look at me one day and he said, son, I want to tell you something. I said, what's that, elder? He said, pastoring's easy. Whew. I said, what, what do you mean? He said, son, just go play golf, fly. He said, you just need to relax. I said, what, "Like what do you mean? He said, "You young guys put way too much pressure on yourself." And I was like, "Brother, no comprende. Right. Right. No, I'm lying glass. What are you saying? You understand that while it is yet day, We've got to work. Because Jesus said 2,000 years ago, the harvest is plenteous. The labors have got to be activated. Brother St. Clair, we have good church. Oh, my word, we dance and we shout. Yes, we do. But I think everybody in Anderson needs to have good church with us. my my activation you open the bottle that was 16.9 ounces of potential until three seconds ago and now that potential has entered the ministry everybody doing okay I'm running off and leaving you tonight y'all ready to go to the house I don't know how many of you waste time reading statistics. I do from time to time because I want to know what people are saying. I read in a report some time ago. I, I think it was George Barna, somebody. Said the number one reason among polled young people in America that they don't attend church is because religion is not adventurous enough. Think about that. They ain't never been here on Sunday night. ba boom They ain't never been in no apostolic Sunday service when they look up and say, I will never do what them crazy people doing. But there are some folk here tonight that said they'd never do it. it There is absolutely no adventure in sitting on a pew and having good church. Now, I'm going to pick on pastors for just a minute, okay? And I know you don't believe this, but pastors are human. And I want to tell you all a little secret. I don't want you to ever turn this around and be ugly to anybody else about this. I want to tell you one of the number one reasons that pastors are satisfied to build a good church that has good church is because they are contented to be patted on the back every week and say, Whoa, pastor, that was good preaching. But if we're not living, quote, unquote, so dangerous that from time to time we don't preach something that brings order and correction in somebody's life and they say, whoa, pastor, I didn't want to hear that. But I believe my family will be saved because of that. (laughs) You, you You understand what I'm saying to you? I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for a preacher that the only thing he wants is accolades and hand claps. I don't mean that ugly at all, and I'm not trying to, I I wouldn't, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but I'm going to tell you right now we've got great, great preachers in our movement. We got great preachers in our movement, but I want a preacher that's going to get up and stir up my soul and do something more than impart to me and make my spine tingle a little bit. I want somebody that's going to call me to activation and say, Quit talking about prayer and let's pray. It's a known fact. Now, yep. you got your seatbelts on. It's a known fact that people who are inactive in their local church are the first ones to become frustrated. Right. Truth. That's, the truth. Yes, That's not a George Barna statistic. That's a, I've been doing this a long time statistic. Right. <laughs> People that take the most usually give the least. Think about it in your life right now. Think about the people that have drained you of the most energy. Hey, look, I don't know how we could ever work this out. But there's one really cool thing about Facebook that I wish God would give me in real life. Unfollow. Wouldn't that be nice? That crazy Bill Rick, I'm just going to unfollow his hide. We can't do that because we've been called to love. So We've got to keep doing it. But inactive people that don't care about activating the gifts of God in their life. Oh, you want Bible? Okay, I'll give you some Bible. Same guy, Timothy. Same author, Apostle Paul. Yeah. He said, I need you to hurry up and get over here. Now, this is not the King James Version, okay, because I'm in a hurry. He said, I need you, Timothy, to hurry up and get over here, bring my coat, bring my books. Why? Because Demas yeah. has forsaken me, Love the world. having loved... This present world, folks, back up. You're going to find Demas before this. You find Demas sitting in prison with Paul, a, a partner in his infirmity. But when he falls out of love, listen, he had the same pastor that Timothy had, the same opportunities. But he fell in love with this present world. You will knowing or unknowingly activate a love for something in your life. You will be a servant to something. You will serve one or the other. And Demas fell in love with this present world and he forsook the man of God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus goes around teaching. I know we like to teach and preach a lot about heaven, and I like it too. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. I love all that. But I am going to tell you something about heaven. Heaven has become God's bailout plan to us. Every time somebody gets in deep, dark despair and their family starts going through hell, they say, oh, come quickly, Lord Jesus. He's like, hurry up and expedite the process to get me out of my trouble. That's not the intention of heaven. No. Everywhere Jesus went, he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let's roll through a couple parables really quick, okay? Now, this is not like a trick thing, but when I say this, I just want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. The kingdom of heaven is like an unto. Just name one. Parable. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto 10. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man that sows in the field. The right, right. kingdom of heaven is likened unto, give me one. Earth. Say it, brother Samuel. Brother, great price. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto. Go back through all the parables and read them. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto what? What's it likened unto? Something in the earth. Why? Because the will of heaven requires the things of earth to be accomplished in the earth. Now, y'all ready for a little Bible on that? I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Right? We all like that and do backflips over it. And I give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. Now, let's, let's walk through this together, okay? Whatsoever you shall bind. Man, y'all are preaching now. Shall be bound. Okay? And whatsoever you shall. Shall be. Boy, I'm glad heaven's waiting on me tonight. Because that's a revelation. I've been sitting around saying, God, we're waiting on you to move. Oh, if God would just send us revival, he has. Peter, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you loose on the earth, I'm going to do it in heaven. But you are not waiting on me, Peter. I'm waiting on you. Can I break it down like this? He said, Peter. The law of activation is not on heaven. The law of activation is on flesh. I know spiritual people. I know, I know, I know. They dance in the spirit. They pray in the spirit. They run in the spirit. But for some reason after they dance in the spirit, their calves are sore. You know why their calves are sore? Because they were dancing in their flesh. It took the flesh to get them into the spirit. That's why when you run in the spirit, you're panting like a dog when you get back to your seat. Two laps, Rev. My God. And the second one was a little slower, but you kept good time. We're in a mess. If God would just move for our church, if God would just give us the harvest, if God would just give us the breakthrough, if God would just give us a financial miracle, all of our miracles are right here. I just figured out what happened. I said financial miracle, and somebody felt it on their shoulders. <laughs> See how that works? We talk about harvest, harvest, harvest. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows. Whatever God sows into him, the Holy Spirit will reap through him. Uh, no. No, no. Hey, hey. What did what the apostle say? He said, Some watered, some planted. Uh oh. It takes man to activate the seed. We want to be a book of Acts Church. Acts 2. Hey, Brother Tyler, give me Acts 2.42. Oh, yeah. Come on. Okay, like we we rejoice. The promises unto you, your children, all that are far off. All, we, we love all that. And I thank God it's not irrelevant. It's the most relevance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I kind of like the follow up version. And the Holy Spirit continued steadfastly working. No, they continue. No? Maybe my glasses are failing me. They continued steadfastly without being distracted. In the apostle doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread, and in prayer. Go ahead. Fear came upon every soul. Many signs and wonders were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. 45. They sold their possessions and goods, part of them to all men, as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Go ahead. Blessing God. And here's a little principle that we don't like to deal with in the book of Acts it's possible to have favor with God and not have favor with people. You can be anointed. And appointed and treat people like trash and they'll never hear a word you're saying. I don't understand why my ministry's not received. Well, it's probably not your content. You understand what Pastor's saying? They they praised God and had favor with all the people. But before the Lord could add to the church. They had to have favor with people. They, had to have they continued steadfastly. They had favor with the people. But God gave the increase. What I'm trying to get to this church tonight is that I believe with every fiber of my being every word that has been spoken over us. But I also believe... That it's going to take more than me. It's going to take more than our staff. It's going to take more than the, 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 more than the, the team that's been working. Uh, feeding the homeless. Yes, sir. So what happens is. We start getting frustrated because we ain't got nothing to do. I got about 65,000 reasons that I don't have nothing to do in this city. May the Holy Ghost rest on us and help us to understand that when it comes to faith, I don't know of another church that I've preached in that has any more faith than this church. I, I, honest to God, no, not at all. I'm telling y'all, if I'm sick, I want this church praying for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on. I don't, I don't, I, y'all amaze me. I thank God for your faith. But your faith doesn't do anything till you open that mouth and pray for me when I'm sick. You understand what I'm saying? It's not our faith. It's not the promise. Man, we're pregnant with it. It's not the prophetic. We need to feel the eternal pressure begin to rest on us. From the windows to the offering plate. Whatever it's going to be, God, if we're going to have revival, I'm not asking you to bless me. I'm asking you to show me what you're blessing and let me go do it. I want to activate the potential that's within us. I don't want to be a phoned $1,000 piece of equipment. It's got more power to, than they had in the space shuttle. And can't do nothing with it until it gets connected. Right, right. Right. I hope we hear all the sermons on prayer. I, 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 don't, I don't want you to miss what I'm saying right now. If you want to go to a prayer conference, I want you to go. Right. But i tell you what I want more than people that preach on prayer. I want praying people. Right? right? Somebody, somebody said, I can't remember who it was. It may have just been a goofy chain thing. Somebody said the other day that they they joined a gym six months ago. They said, but today I'm going to go by there in person and see why I'm not getting any results. Right. Yeah. I, did a, I did a very difficult Home workout thing some time ago is a, like a 90-day crucible thing. And someone posted online the name of that workout that I, that I had done. And they said, I've watched every single video of such and such workout and haven't lost a single pound. You, you get it? Sitting on the sofa watching it. When God finally starts doing in us what we allow Him to do. Understand, Pastor, I'm not, I don't want this to sound ugly. But there will always be people sitting on the sofa watching you do the work of God. But you can't let that detour you. You can't let that slow you down. You can't let that frustrate you. Hey, listen. It, do, it doesn't matter to me tonight if, a, if 150 people stare at you and say, I don't know who Mr. Spiritual Britches thinks he is. Is he going to impress God? My Lord, you put your shoulder to the plow and get you some spiritual earplugs put in. You pray, and you fast, and you seek God. Well, they've been talking about me. I can't hear it when they talk about me. They've been saying ugly things about me, and, man, they've been talking about I can't hear that because I'm hearing the sound of an abundance of rain. Let's stand together. Man, are y'all wore out? Did I just keep you too long tonight? No, no. no. I was a boy, we used to sing a song all the time it's, Lord, send a revival and let it start in me. What we need most is the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is free. Take my cup, fill it up. Full as it can be, Lord, send a revival. Let it start in me. Y'all remember that? Boy, I just felt the Holy Ghost. Lord, send a revival. But don't you send it down the pew. I'll do whatever you need me to do. God, revival's here. Don't send it across... The, The state, don't send it across the county. Don't send it across town. God, I'll take it. I'll do it. God, don't go waking other people up. Wake me up. I'm not certain that with 26 letters of an alphabet I could adequately describe to you tonight. What I feel the Holy Ghost is drawing us to do and become and be. But I can tell you this. Everything that we need to activate harvest is here. Some of us are looking at the basket and saying, five loaves, two fish. There's 5,000 people here. Give that to me. I will bless this. And I'll break it. And when I'm finished with what you give me that you don't feel like is enough, I'm going to send you 12 baskets full of fragments just to show you what I can do with what you give me. Pastor, I just don't have much to offer the Lord You put it in His hands I'm just not real gifted, Pastor I don't sing, I don't preach I don't... You take it and put it in His hands You let God activate it You let God use it And I don't have to prophesy this, but I will I'm telling you right now The next six months in this church If, we'll, if you'll get a hold of what I'm teaching you tonight You won't recognize this church in six months Isn't it something that it's 8.30, we're supposed to be getting out of here, and people are feeling the Holy Ghost fall all over this room. You know what you're feeling right now? You're feeling those embers of revival. You're feeling that gift of activation begin to work in you. You're feeling it, Timothy. You're stirring up the gift that's within you right now. You're stirring up the gift of the Holy Ghost. When we realize that nobody else can do what we can do because we're unique and that's how God crafted us. We're going to see revival and we're going to see harvest. I want you to stretch your faith and your hands towards heaven right now. Lord Jesus, I'm not asking you to impart one thing to this church right now except for the wisdom and the understanding to activate What you have already given us. Activate the law of harvest in us right now. God activate it within us. That if nobody else is going to pray, I'm going to pray. Nobody else is going to fast, I'm going to fast. God, instead of buying another pair of shoes, I'll go buy me a Bible study chart. And I'll start carrying it under my arm and teaching people. God, if nobody else is going to do it, I'll do it.